You are listening to episode number 115 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, from veteran teacher slump to best teacher life with Hannah Guajardo. In this episode, you will hear about how Hannah felt she was in a slump and how she got out of it. Plus, we talk about how we can have compassion and empathy for ourselves and others. Let's go. Welcome to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I'm Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher and current homeschool mom. And even though I've been a resource creator since 2014, I've realized that printables alone aren't all you need in order to thrive as a teacher or homeschool parent. That's why I also created this show and got certified as a life coach to help you finally kick burnout to the curb and feel confident with whatever challenges come your way. With the right mindset strategies and new teaching inspiration, you're going to be well on your way to your best teacher life. Now let's go. I'm so excited for today's interview on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. It has been a while since I've had a member of the Wife Teacher Mommy Club community come onto the podcast, and it was definitely time. And I'm so thrilled that Hannah is the one to be on the show today because she is absolutely incredible. I first um, came in contact with Hannah at our Summer Educate and Rejuvenate event in June of this year, which is 2023. I know we're on a podcast, so you might be listening to this like sometime later, but it's amazing how far she's come since then. It is November right now, so it's about just about like five months since she joined us. And it's been incredible to see her growth. And I'm not going to share too much right now as you'll get to hear all of it in her words in just a few minutes during the interview, and she'll explain it so much better. But I will just say that I've been able to see her regularly on coaching sessions because she shows up. She comes very regularly. And she's just become so much more self-aware. She's been building so much more compassion for her incredible self, as I want all of you to be able to do if you're listening here today. I don't want you using the tools you hear on the podcast to like beat yourself up, be like, why am I keep thinking this? Or why do we keep doing this? No, this is just to help us see what's going on and have so much compassion for ourselves in the process. And Hannah has been a great example of that. Now, I won't take too long on this before diving into today's amazing interview. But if you also find yourself in a teacher slump, whether you're a veteran teacher or a new teacher or a homeschool teacher, yes, if you're one of our homeschool mamas, you're a teacher too. Um, One of our members actually recently said that the club has helped her feel comfortable with giving herself that title. But no matter what type of teacher you are, I'd love for you to come join us at our Winter Educate and Rejuvenate event. Like I mentioned, Hannah just started with us at our Summer Educate and Rejuvenate event. And we have our next one coming up. It's our Winter Educate and Rejuvenate on December 28th, 2023. This is only a few days after Christmas, and we know you don't have much time until you go back to school. So it's just one day. We're all together. And it's not about learning all the things and focusing on teaching in school. It's the Winter Educate and Rejuvenate event is all 
about refreshing yourself. We start the day with a yoga and meditation that I'm going to be teaching. I'm still planning the content, but it is going to be very geared on the new year and you and what you want to do in the next year, reflecting on this past year. Like it's not going to be about like, okay, here's what you need to do in your classroom, but here's what we can do for you to refresh yourself. And then we're going to have Brittany Blackwell talking about how you can simplify your life with artificial intelligence. And then we're going to have a panel with all of our wife teacher mommy coaches, which is going to be so much fun. We're also going to have a celebration ceremony with all of our members. And so we're inviting our members who've been in for a certain amount of time to apply for the celebration ceremony where they can celebrate all that they've accomplished in the year because we figure people don't usually give you an award for self-care. So we are going to start doing that. We're going to start giving out awards for self-care. So we're going to have our first time we get to do that there as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'd love for you to join us. It's for members only. That's the other difference about this one. That's why it's a little bit smaller and more intimate. But we have a special $9 trial where you get your first full month for just $9. And you get to join us at this event, which is going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to learn more, the link will be in your show notes. And you can also go to educateandrejuvenate.com to learn more. Now, if you're listening to this later, that link will take you to if we have a current Educate and Rejuvenate event. Or if not, just go to our website and sign up for our email list and you'll be notified the next time that we have an event. Okay, let's get into today's interview with Hannah. I will read her bio and then we will get right into it. So Hannah began her professional career as a special education teacher 18 years ago in the same district she grew up in. She loves the community that she teaches in and enjoys the shared experiences that she and her students have had. Hannah graduated with her bachelor's degree in human development and family studies in 2004 from Texas Tech University. She then went on to get her teaching certification in special education at West Texas A&M University. In 2012, Hannah received her master's degree in education at Southern Methodist University in Dallas. Hannah taught middle school as a special education inclusion teacher for 14 years. She is now in her fourth year of teaching inclusion at an elementary school in a large school district that she grew up in right outside of Dallas, Texas. Okay, let's dive into our interview with the amazing Hannah Guajardo. Okay, so welcome, Hannah. I'm so excited to have you here today on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, and that you took the time to be here. So glad we're finally here. We've talked about it for a while. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, and I really appreciate you having me on the show today. Yes, I just can't wait for everything that you have to share with our listeners, because I feel like I can chat all day about like the tools and everything and how much they impact teachers in their lives, like both inside and outside the classroom. But it's another whole thing to hear it from like somebody who's not the coach sharing how they've impacted them too, right? So really excited to do that. And, um, but before we dive in, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to be an educator and what you're doing in education right now? Yeah, my name is Hannah Guajardo and I am a special education teacher. This is my 18th year in education, and I um, did 14 years in middle school, and then this is my fourth year in, in elementary school. And if you haven't ever done it before, they're completely different. So it's almost <laughs> like a lot of veteran teachers sometimes. I feel that way sometimes. And um, I'm an inclusion teacher. So do you know kind of what an inclusion teacher is or... Yes. Yeah. But explain it for those who don't on the listening. Okay. So an inclusion teacher is someone who actually um, pushes in or pulls out small groups or they push into the 
elementary, I mean, into the general ed classroom. So basically, I have a caseload of students and they're all in special education and they have an IEP and the IEP states like how many minutes you're supposed to service each child. So whenever you, whenever I go in there, I kind of know, okay, this person has this many minutes and they need help with these accommodations, with these goals and use these accommodations. And so it's really neat. But, um, and there's actually 14 areas in which you can have a diagnosis. So you can get a student that you've never worked with. Like this year I have a, um, a visually impaired that he has no vision. So that's kind of brand new. And that's something that I'm getting to um, know more about. So that's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like learning about all these different like ways you can help these different students and no matter what they need, right? Yeah. It's in some of the areas, some of the more common areas that you might think of when you have a student with a, with a, a disability. Some of them are, we have like other health impaired re related to ADHD. We have um, like a learning disability, like maybe due to dyslexia. We also have students with like visual impairments, low, low vision, no vision. We have students that have autism. So there's just a lot of different students and you may not have all of them at once or you may have them all at once. And so just knowing each child and what they need. And even there's the saying, um, when you met a person with disability, you've met a person with disability. It's not like you just all of a sudden have all the things and know everything about the disability just because you have one person right. with that disability. Right, because everybody's different and their experiences in life are different and the way, like, and even a disability is just one factor about a person. It's not everything about them either, right? Yeah. Okay, so you are working with this caseload of students. How, about how many do you have right now? I have about 15 students that I'm servicing right now. Okay, so you have like this like variety of students. And I'm sure you have like different challenges that you come up and face like on a daily basis. Like as a veteran teacher with like, you know, yes, everything yes. that goes into teaching, not just like these students, but just teaching in general. So what are some of those challenges that you face daily as a veteran teacher? Because we're kind of talking today about... um like kind of the veteran teacher slump. I mean, I think I even remember you saying this at one point. It's like, I've been teaching for 18 years. Why am I struggling? And it's like, you know, yeah. we yeah. all do, right? Even when we're veteran teachers. So what are some yeah. of those challenges that you face? Well, first of all, being a teacher is just challenging in itself, whether you're a first year or a veteran teacher. Um, and in education, we just get thrown curveballs every single day. And so we don't always know what we're working with. And we just have, kind of have to go with the flow. And I was thinking about, I've been thinking about baseball a lot because since my, since I was a child, I've been watching the Texas Rangers and they just won the World Series on November 1st. And so there's this, um, Yay. I know, I'm so excited. But there's this particular, this <laughs> was um, certain kind of ball that the pitchers throw, it's called the changeup. And so it's, it's meant to kind of deceive the, um, the batter that, but I think it's going to be a fastball. It turns out to be a lot slower. And so it really meant to deceive. And it can. It can it can deceive even the most veteran of baseball players. And while I'm not saying that in education, we're, anybody's trying to deceive us, there is a lot of different moving parts. And it can be tricky to oh, kind of yeah. navigate all the different parts of education. And there have definitely been a lot of curveballs in education. Like, I mean, yeah. even think just a couple of years ago, we had a full pandemic and went virtual and then coming back and then like all the changes that came with that. 
But yeah. even besides COVID, there are just always curveballs and new policies and new challenges with students or different things that come up. So, yeah. and like you said, you feel like a first year teacher all over again as you like navigate all the new things. We've kind of blazed our own trail and kind of figured out what works for us. And then when we get in the middle of a really hard season, we're in the thick of it. We're beating ourselves up with words like, I'm a veteran teacher. I should know this by now. Or when in reality, each year brings its new challenges. And so you have to learn things that you've never learned before. You know? Yeah, every year. Like, we are lifelong learners as teachers. Yes. We're always yes. learning and having to rise to new challenges. And the other thing that I've noticed that teachers, like, will do, too, is, like, you might be in a new position or a new grade level. Or for you, you went from what, like secondary to like this inclusion, right? Yes. That is a huge change. So it's not like, you know, oh, I taught. And even those in elementary, you're like, oh, I taught fifth grade and now I'm teaching second grade. That's a new change, right? It so is. Whatever it is, like, you know, there's always changes. And even if you're in the same grade level, there are changes. So just yes. have to add that on. Like, give yourself some credit and grace when these changes come up, for sure. Yes, definitely. Do you have anything to add to that? I just <laughs> want I want others that are hearing this podcast to realize that you're seen and you're heard. And if you are struggling right now, then reach out because it's really important to have that support system. Whether you choose to join Wacky Your Mommy or whether you choose to have another support system it's just really important to have a support system yes i i 100 agree like we are hardwired for human connection like that is one of the things that like i was even listening so you know i'm a life coach and one of the things that comes up a lot of times like with the model is circumstances are neutral you know but i listened to another like it was kind of a professional development for coaches and it's like but relationships aren't always necessarily neutral because we do like have this innate desire for that connection and you know so it does impact us when things like maybe aren't exactly right and everything and that's okay and that's normal to acknowledge too you know like and we and if we don't find that connection like if we're teaching and we just feel all isolated and alone then you just it really helps to have somebody to lean on instead of feeling like you're all on your own and yes. with all those challenges that come up for sure that is so true so what do you think what do you think adds to the stress of being a veteran teacher? Well, I was thinking a lot about it, about that question. I was thinking that it's a lot of it's in, due in part to comparison, which we seem to do a lot because of social media. But it's mm -hmm. not really fair to compare ourselves to other classroom teachers, homeschool moms, because I know we have some homeschool teachers that are also out here in the podcast listening. But each situation is different and unique. And it may be completely opposite to what you are dealing with at that time. And plus, there's so much that we don't know about the one we are comparing ourselves to. Like on social media, we only see one snippet of their life. Um, so I was thinking about, like, well, actually, it's like the, you know, the whole iceberg thing where you only see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it's like an image of an iceberg. And yeah. more of it is like underneath. Just explaining it for those listening who are like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. There's like an image of, we might, maybe we'll just need to find one and link to it. Probably um, but there's sure. like, you see the tip of the iceberg and you see like their success or whatever at the top, but you don't necessarily see all the other stuff at the bottom, like the challenges they rose above to get there or the challenges that are still going on that you just can't see. So, yeah. It reminds me so much about this video that it's called Empathy, the Human Connection. 
It's actually a video that talks about people that are going through some different struggles in their life, and it takes you through the day of a of different people in a hospital. And it's really cool because no one knows what these people are struggling with except the audience of the video where it shows like above their head kind of what they're um, struggling with. And it's like a powerful reminder of how important empathy is. Empathy with each other and um, compassion within ourselves as well. Yes, 100%. And I watched that video, um, which we're going to link to in the show notes. I actually had not seen that video yet. So for those of you who haven't seen it, like Hannah said, it shows like all these people and there are things like, it's like in a hospital. And I feel like, and it it was done by like Cleveland Medical Clinic or something like that, right? Right. And it takes place in hospital where there's so many ups and downs in a hospital, right? Like for one, there's like a mom who's like hoping to hold her baby who's in the NICU. There's like people who are, um, you know, waiting for a diagnosis and worried about it. There are ones who are getting diagnoses. There's like a mom and a child visiting their husband and dad for the final time. But then there's like a nurse who's like going on vacation for the first time tomorrow. And there's um, someone else there who just found out he's going to be a dad. And it's and then another person who's annoyed because he's been waiting for three hours. And it's just like, wow, like all these things going around, like the hustle and bustle and just everybody's experience is so different. And yeah. oh, that video, it, I just watched it a little bit ago for the first time. So it like just yeah. hit me and I'm like, oh, that was such a good one, Hannah. I'm so glad that you shared it. And we're so we're so quick to jump um, conclusions, you know, and make assumptions when we don't know. Oh, the yeah. Conclusions. And we and oftentimes we get so absorbed in what we have going on, too. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Like when we're suffering or when we have things going on, like, of course, like we're going to focus on that pain or that suffering or what we have going on. But then also just be able to see like, oh, like, looks like somebody else is going through something, too. And that can be even a way to connect, you know? Yeah, and I think that really ties into what you said about comparison too, like how you talked about social media and the iceberg and how we can either look at other people and compare ourselves like, oh, they're doing so much better than me and I'm doing so much worse or whatever. And that makes us feel bad. But then we can also compare and be like, oh, they like, let's say somebody at your school has cancer or something. You're like, oh, well, my like you know, problem is nothing compared to theirs. I shouldn't be feeling bad. Like, have you ever done this, Hannah? Yes, I have done that because you think my situation cannot be compared to their situation because they're going through so much more. But grief is just a process that we all go through. And like, I have a disability and I I sometimes have to go through the process of grieving the loss of being able to use my legs. And then people say, oh, but Um, any people have even come to me and said, oh, but you Mine is no, not, not anywhere compared to what you're going through, but I really just want to just empower everyone to just, to be able to, um, claim and accept what you have that you're going through and let it be something that teaches you and helps you through life and not worry about whether it's yeah. the same or, or worse or better than somebody else and don't, not worry how it compares to others, but instead how it makes you grow. Yeah. And how, like, I really think it can be like a both and, you know, like their suffering is valid and they feel it and you can have empathy for them and it doesn't invalidate anything that you're feeling as well. And it can just kind of bring that connection. And um, so how can we show that empathy towards others and compassion towards ourselves? Well, um, empathy towards others, it can offer us an opportunity to get curious 
about why a child or a coworker or a parent or admin is making the decision they're making in that moment. Instead of letting our thoughts about the circumstance negatively impact the situation by what we are feeling. And this is something that I learned through the Wife Teacher Mommy Club. The model that we use in the club um, is a life coaching model developed by Brooke Castillo from the Life Coaching School. And I can't begin to explain what a difference this has made in my life as a teacher. So thank you, Kelsey, for bringing the life, coach into the life coaching into the club and getting the certification yourself to do that. Thank you so much. Um, so in the club, I've learned that circumstances in our life give us thoughts. And sometimes people in the club will be like, oh, I'm thinking of a negative thought. But you know, thoughts are just something that we do. We think them because we're human. That's just something naturally that we do. And there's like 70,000 thoughts, I think, mm -hmm. that you think a day. And so the circumstances, um, well, so that's just naturally how we, do, how we live our lives as we think things. But if there is a circumstance within everything that we have and that we face, and the circumstance is definitely something you could prove in a court of law. For example, my student yells across the room and gets out of their seat multiple times during the day. That is a circumstance because it's observable and measurable. But then we can have a thought about the circumstance, like my student does not respect me and refuses to pay attention to Paul's direction. This thought produces a feeling that we have about the circumstance. So the feeling I might have with this student could be frustration or maybe resentment. So my, may, I may act a certain way toward the student, and this may give me an undesired result. But then showing empathy toward the student, getting curious about their behavior, can produce an entirely new thought if we are intentional about using the model in our life. Yes, you're so right, Hannah. And I think the way that you explain the model and also like how a lot of times it come up, comes up when we're teaching our students and those challenges that we talked about at the beginning of this episode kind of came come up. And it's instead of like, you know, thinking... Like, oh, this student is being so frustrating and then we feel like resentment or whatever. We can also just get curious about their behavior and it can, you know, lead us in a different direction. So it really is so, so powerful how the model can play in our lives. But I also want to mention that it doesn't mean that because we know the model, we're all of a sudden going to never be frustrated with the challenges that comes up again. Because like you mentioned, we are human. And those do come up, but it's what brings us awareness so we can even observe after the fact. Like it can be like, you know, the students have left at the end of the day and you're like, huh, there was that time I got really frustrated. I was feeling a lot of this today. Why do I think that happened? And it can just kind of help give us awareness of something that already happened. And when we do this, we want to do it from a place of self-compassion rather than judging ourselves for the way we showed up. It really is to bring us awareness because sometimes what tends to happen and this, again, I want to even mention this has happened with me a lot as I've become a coach. And sometimes I'll be like, I'm a live coach. Why am I doing this? And it's because I'm human, right? right? And the same with all of you as you are learning these tools. It's like, okay, I know the model now, but it's not to use it against myself. It is to just bring awareness to my life. Um, okay, so the second part of that question, like kind of as I was mentioning, how can we have compassion with ourselves as we, you know, start seeing the model, as we start seeing things with the model? How can we continue to have that compassion with ourselves? How have you done that? Well, I think that being kind to yourself, giving yourself grace, and practicing the type of self-care that works best for you is crucial to your mental health. You don't mental health. You don't want to just say, oh, self-care. Let me go do self-care. That's just such a, a buzzword right now. And you don't want it to be something that you say, 
Oh, you have to self-cultivate, but you have to find the kind that actually works for I you. Checked. I didn't. Yes, yeah. yes. You have to actually have the um, kind of self-care that's going to help you maintain a healthy work-life balance. And for many of us, the tools we need to, in order to do that, well, well many of us lack the tools we need in order to do that. So I think that's where uh, I forgot why teacher mommy can make a difference in our lives. The tools we use within the model can help us navigate the difficult days that we have as educators. Before I joined Life Teacher Mommy, um, I did not have much of a work-life balance. So just for reference for everybody that's listening, I joined the club back in June during the Educate and Rejuvenate online conference. So coming into the school year, I knew I wanted to do things differently because last year was a very difficult year for me. I would work 12-hour days and even on the weekends, I literally felt that I was in the midst of a veteran teacher slump. And the hardest part about being an educator is that there's always something to do. When you leave for the day, you're not completely done. But what I failed to realize is that it's okay to not have everything on your to-do list completed. Um, it's okay to prioritize what's most important and then leave the rest until the next day. And like, um, you can even have a to-do list, like um, Christina Kuzman says. I think that's really yeah. great. That, you know, I love that. On what you've done and focus on your wins. And I remember, I actually remember the very first week this year that I left at my contract time every single day and nothing happened. <laughs> it was nothing day. happened. I know, right? Nothing bad. It was an eye-opening experience for me because the building was still in tags and I was much more refreshed and my students still were able to learn all the things I'd prepared to teach them. Hannah, can we just stop there for a second and celebrate the fact that that is such a huge change. Like you went for 12-hour days even on the weekends, to leaving at contract time? Like, yes. let's celebrate that win for a sec, Hannah. Like, that is incredible. Yeah, so, it's amazing. So how did you get to this point? Like, how were you able to do that? I just feel that, I just, well, I just remember how hard it was last year. And then over the summer, I had a lot of things that I kind of wanted to change about how I approached things. And it wasn't just the teacher burnout, but it was also like, how I design my um, rules and how I get the procedures in place and just bring in everything that I learned at Educate and Rejuvenate, plus some things I had learned from um, the um, Angela Watson's group, too. And I just kind of bonded oh, together. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. 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 Through the club, I've learned to look at life differently. I mean, we're people first, right? We are wives, moms, daughters, first, and then we're educators, right? Yeah, I think like with you, Kelsey, and other entrepreneurs that might be listening to, I mean, running an online business, it's not like you have a nine-to-five job, right? So you feel, right. you're never really off the clock unless you actually, like, set a boundary for yourself. I'm really intentional about your time. Like, you have to say, hey, it's 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 five o'clock today. I know I can ha be on here until midnight tonight, but I'm going to set a boundary. I'm going to sit down with my kids, going to take a walk outside, go exercise, and so that's something important for all the entrepreneurs out there right now, because we know that you can't just clock out and be done. Yeah. Yeah, so true. And I really find that that is a similarity because, you know, I've done both. I've done teaching. And I remember thinking that, oh, if I weren't teaching, then that's when things would be better. You know, things would be way less stressful if I didn't have to go to the classroom every day. And then I actually was kind of writing about this in my book, too. Like, I thought changing that circumstance was going to change how I felt, like if I got overwhelmed or burned out. But then I become literally my own boss where I get to decide. And 
I was running into the same thing. I was working so much and trying to get so many things done. So I've had to learn that it's not necessarily the circumstance. Part of it was me and telling my, like me telling myself I had to do all these things and really questioning that, like, well, do I need to do all these things? And that applies to those who are teachers too. Like, do I need to grade all of these papers or can I just like select which ones are most important to grade? Or do I have to work 12 hour days or can I leave it my contract time? Or for homeschool parents, like, do I have to do every single thing or go to every single activity? No, you do not. It's just like, you know, finding that right balance. You want to choose what you want to do because you want to do it because you feel good about it. And not necessarily because like, oh, I'm going to feel guilty if I don't do this. You know, then you're going to want to look at that. You know, just I mean, we could talk all day about that. But I do think that sometimes turning off, I think even especially for women, I feel like we just tend to ruminate on our to-do lists a lot and it really is it takes some effort to learn how to turn it off like you might even need like one thing I worked with with my life coach personally actually was like actually having a routine for turning off like kind of like okay what do you do to kind of like signal to yourself that okay it's my transition time is what we called it because I did work from home you know yeah it was like okay I would like you know I would read a book like a non-work related book in my office for 15 minutes that would then help my brain transition to like not just from immediate office to home and still thinking about work you know so just finding what works for you it's going to be different for everyone I've heard of some teachers say that listening to like a podcast or audiobook on the way home can help with that too um sorry I went on a little tangent there but I think that was just such a good point that you made that yeah. <laughs> that I think yeah. is so useful yeah. for everybody yeah I just want to thank you Kelsey for all that you've done to help me since joining the club in June Life Teacher Mommy is really there to help you through the highs and the lows. I'm learning to prioritize my to-do list, remember my wins. And my favorite quote from Life Teacher Mommy is, do something today that your future self will thank you for later. Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Or I'll do that whenever I feel better. And then you might not ever feel the way you think you should feel in order to complete the task that you need to do. And so, um, you know, just it's the advice that y'all have given me through the countless podcasts I've listened to uh, about 98 of your podcasts so far and um, the live coach sessions and the community, the community of educators. It's with that I've met with the web teacher mommy that's really helped me and helped bring a perspective shift. And Hannah, I just have to say, like, I am so impressed with how much you learn and apply these tools since you joined back in June. Like, I remember, so you got coached to educate and rejuvenate. Chrissy was coaching at the time you raised your hand and got coached. Um, and before we dive too much into like how I've seen your growth in the club, can you tell me a little bit, what was that experience like when you came on and got coached for the first time? Yes. So I do remember the first time I was coached. It was during Educate and Rejuvenate over the summer in June. And um, there were about, I think there were like 300 people watching when I got coached. And so they asked if we wanted to come in and get coached. And so basically they brought me on the screen and um, my, they asked what did I want to bring to coaching that day. And it was something that I was thinking about that wasn't education related at the moment, but it still transfers to my life as an educator. And that was about my, my disability and navigating life through um, with, ha- with having a disability. And I do remember like... I remember that. Yeah, and I remember um, just the overwhelming amount of support that I received from everybody in the community, and it just really encouraged me 
Yeah, that's the one thing I love when we do. The one thing I love about group coaching, I feel like people get really nervous to come on. And that was so brave and vulnerable of you to come on during Educate and Rejuvenate because that's like probably the biggest audience we ever have for coaching. Like you've seen in the club, sometimes it's like just a handful of people depending on the call, you know, because people, most people don't come to every call. You're really awesome at coming to like so many of the calls, which I love. Um, because I feel like that's why you've seen so much progress is because you show up and you come to these calls and that's why you've been able to really apply it to your life. But you came on and, you know, people are worried about what people are going to think, but what do people think? All they put in the chat is just support for each other and love and cheering each other on. I have never, ever, not once in the, um, year and a half, over a year and a half now that we've been doing this coaching program. We're closer to two years now, I think. Yeah just a few months off from two years, I've never once seen the negative comment towards anybody being coached. It's always so much supportive. It is support. It is really a safe space. And I just love that. And whether it's 300 people, like when you were came on at Educate and Rejuvenate or just, you know, some of the calls in the club right now, who just like a handful of people because we have quite a few calls going on and not everybody, you know, everybody's schedules are busy. But what I've been very impressed with you, Hannah, is you are on like, I swear you are on more calls than you're not because you show up. You're like, I am in this. I am invested in the club and nothing wrong. I'm not saying anything against the members who aren't able to attend live or who just listen on the podcast. I do that in many memberships. But I do think that that is why you are getting so much out of this is because you are showing up. You are being coached or listening to others be coached and even just listening to others be coached. Like it helps you learn how to apply the tools or like kind of put your scenario on the other person's scenario. And it gives you the chance to build, like have empathy for somebody else and kind of just give you another perspective. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's, um, I think you're right because the, um, the more I put to put these tools to use and the more I do show up at these sessions, the more I learn about how myself actually, and how I can um, use the tools to help better my life but also like you said i'm not always the one being coached but it's really valuable if you're not like brave or vulnerable to get coached i'll learn something every single time i go to a coaching session from other people that are coaching that are being coached i mean amen i do too like both in the club when i coach i learn from people when i listen to chrissy or bonnie coaching i learn when i listen to coaching and because i again i invest in other coaching memberships for myself when i listen to those I learn from it, like you learn so much just from listening to others. So if that's like scary to you, like you can start by just listening. It totally yeah. works. Like no matter what your comfort level is. So what would you say to somebody who's considering joining us in the club? I think I would tell them to um give it a try. I mean, it's not like my first thought whenever I joined the club was I'm just gonna give it a try. And it worked out really well for me i mean there's a lot of different things that you can do for yourself when you know that you're feeling burned out and you can find what works for you and this is what worked for me and i just would say if you are thinking it might be something that would work for you then give it a try it's it's not it's not gonna going to do anything but help you if you try it out and um i was thinking about as a veteran teacher too um sometimes we um get stuck in our ways honestly and there's this there's actually this song it's i know this is off the script again but uh, sia sings this song oh, called go. i love off the script yeah sia, sia sings this song called courage to change 
And basically, it's like saying oh. we don't have to. Yeah, it's such a good song. We don't have to stay here stuck in the weeds. And so if you're just um, feeling like you're a better teacher and you're stuck in your ways and you really want to change, you just have to have the courage to do it. Love that, Hannah. Love that thought. And I love tying music into podcasts. So I love that you did that. I will put the look for that song in the show notes too. Perfect. We will add that to the show notes so we can listen to it. I can't wait. Okay. Anything else you'd like to share before we go? Um, I just want to say that if you're not, if, if your schedule is not such to where you can join the lives, I mean, you're actually going to get a lot out of the lives. But one of my models has been if you're having a bad day, you can always watch a replay. So, um, if oh, you know, I love that. Yeah. If you know that it's been, it's going to be a tough day, if you felt all the feels and you need to listen to a podcast on the private podcast, or if you need to listen to, if there's a live one that, 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 that day, that's great. But sometimes there's not a live every day. So you just have to find another way. And so, yeah, that's where it comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. And we're actually working on making the replay library like even more accessible and easy to get through. And um, once we get the date based one figured out, we're going to have where you can even search by topics. If you're like, this is what I was having a hard time with today, <laughs> you can go find a call specific for that. So it can kind of become like, and Netflix for coaching type of thing. So you can find what you need later. Okay. So you can, you know, and we try to have a call at least once a week. This is the first week in quite a long time we haven't had a call because of just Thanksgiving, the holiday. But there's always the replays and the private podcast. I do want to mention, because I do think, sorry, we're getting off script again. But yeah, I realized that even some of our members, like there is a little confusion. So there are two podcasts. This one that you're listening to right now is Wife, Teacher, Mommy, The Podcast. It's free. Everybody can listen to it anytime. And then there is a private podcast, and that is um, tied to the Wife Teacher Mommy Club. And that is where you can listen to any of the coaching call replays or any educate and rejuvenate session or any like challenge that we do. Like we have a vision board challenge coming up in January that we're planning. Um, any of those replays go on the club private podcast. So, like Hannah was saying, you could pull it out and listen whenever you need to. So. Yeah. Definitely. And also, there's also resources for teachers in the club that I didn't mention, but my kids. Oh, yeah. Not really too. Yes. There's like, you have access to all of Life Teacher Mommy's um, TPT store, basically. So, and my kids, we've used the, um, the I Spy um, resources where they, where they actually have to find objects and then use those objects to do math. So that's fun. And I also have really, um, I've loved the sub-resources, like whenever you're going to be ill for oh, yeah. just having something there for the substitute, it's been really helpful too. So glad you found the coaching and the resources and the private podcast, the replays. I'm going to have to remember that one. Have a bad day, watch a replay. Like, I love that because it rhymes. Yeah. If you're having a bad day, you can always watch a That's replay. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love so. it. That's thank perfect. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for your time. And coming on the podcast, it has been so fun to chat with you. And I'm sure we're going to chat even a little bit after we hit stop. But um, yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. We are so um, grateful for you for taking the time. And we will chat next week. Thank you, everybody. Okay, if you are still listening, and if it's December 2023 when you're listening, and you want to see a transformation just like Hannah did, Remember, her transformation all started at Educate and Rejuvenate. 
I'd love for you to join us at our Winter Educate and Rejuvenate event. You'll get to learn the coaching tools and strategies that Hyanna and I talked about in this interview, plus enjoy a yoga meditation with Lizzie Langston, a comedy keynote with Kayla Jules, and how to simplify your life with AI with Brittany Blackwell. It's going to be an awesome time. Go to educateandrejuvenate.com to learn more. You'll get a one-month trial to join us at the event. And if it's past December 2023, you can still join us in the club and attend any future events. Go to wifeteachermommy.com slash club to learn more and join Hannah and I inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Thank you for listening to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And to make your podcast experience even more personalized, I'd love to send you a custom podcast playlist of my top recommended episodes for you that I think will be the most helpful based on where you are in your journey. Simply go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz and answer a few simple questions. It'll take less than two minutes and you'll have your custom playlist sent your way. Plus, you'll get updates when we release new episodes and get an exclusive clip from a coaching call sent to you every single week. So you'll get even more free content to help you live your best life. You've got nothing to lose. So what are you waiting for? Go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz now.